Hi, everybody. Welcome to Political Playlist Happy Hour. I'm Anna Muskie Goldwyn. And I'm Anthony Barquette. And this is the podcast where we talk about the youngest members of our Congress, what they're doing about the news. And I feel sort of inappropriate, like introducing this because Michael's not here. Um, so let's just roll the credits and get this over with. You are going to vote tomorrow in the election. The millennial generation is the biggest, America's youngest generation since 1965. The political revolution of the millennials. Welcome, Welcome to Political, political Playlist. playlist. <laughs> All right, are you ready, guys? Happy hour. Happy, Happy hour. hour. <laughs> you fucked that up so oh bad. All right. Welcome back. So we're here, just me and Anthony today. What are you drinking, Anthony? Yeah. It feels like a little bit of low energy, but- Does it? I'm pay- sorry. Yeah. Is that- Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, I, tr- so, I so, feel like I was uh, trying to be uh, casual. Just, yeah. Casual. Yeah. We're missing Michael as the best voice in the I game, know. So. Can, I'm going to see if I can do- Hi, everybody. And welcome <laughs> to Political Playlist Happy Hour. Yeah. Just for uh, the, those listening, Anna just got out of the water- the mm. ocean in just uh, call me the little mermaid yeah actually probably yeah that's that's <laughs> accurate um so we're we're not gonna let her slide on that one i mean wouldn't we all love to be swimming in the ocean but okay you know. to be fair i jumped in the ocean after i did a bunch of work today so it was a reward yeah well i'm landlocked so i don't even know what an ocean is well, anymore that yeah. was your decision yeah um <laughs> but speaking of landlocked you know what else is landlocked barbie land Oh, so how was it? You went to go see it. I just saw Barbie last night. Oh my I, God. I will say, I do want to see both Barbie and Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Of course, yeah. of course. I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet. I needed to see Barbie first because spiritually and emotionally, I just felt like I really needed to. I was, Barbies were a big part of my life. If anyone has seen the movie, all I will say is I definitely was the owner of the weird Barbie a f- reference that you'll only understand if you've seen the movie. No surprise. Um, but I loved it so much. And I don't even really want to say anything else other than I loved it so much. And I thought it was like so complex, but also so dumb and funny. Like somehow it straddled the line perfectly of these like existential questions about our society and about feminism and about kind of like gender roles. And it also made me think like all this kind of criticism of like, oh, it's like they're trying to like have a gay agenda or whatever. There was like, there was one trans person in the movie. There was no gay, other than that, there were no gay people. Um, And it just like, like I actually felt like it was such an interesting way to look at gender that is so much more nuanced than just like, oh, it's so purely feminist or, oh, it's so like woke agenda or whatever it's it's so much more complex than that and i think actually did a really good job of showing the nuance when it comes to like gender roles in our society so that's kind of my my political review of it and and i I, well that's great to hear just that you enjoyed it because whenever some of these big blockbuster movies come out yeah you see it and you go this was terrible no this was incredible yeah and but interesting on where you're saying they're they're were there no gay Barbies in there? No, and they're really, I mean, so, there's a, there's a Barbie named Alan who Michael Sarah plays who like maybe is gay, but it, but the thing is that it's actually not a romantic movie. There's no, it's not about love. It's not about romance. It's very much just about the function of sort of men and women in our society and 
it did not have an agenda. I think it actually tried to like explain all facets of the complicated nature in which gender exists in our world. And the, I mean, the, the that's the gay agenda thing. I'm like, where do they get that? Cause there's like a lot of pink. I don't know. So, well, what I'm wondering about that too is this is truly a blockbuster movie. Right? Oh yeah, it is forty-five million dollars or something. I think, and and it, and it's in, in, international and yeah, you know, tons of different countries. I know it got banned, and I think not Vietnam in Vietnam. Or, yeah, yeah, but so, and I wonder sometimes if those, you know, tones, whether it might be you know gay or even polit- you know, political as well, mm-hmm. it's it closes you closes you off to a certain market so i'm right I was just and i have no idea i'm just i don't know i mean that was the reasoning i don't know i think that it wasn't so much that that they didn't really talk about it as it is that that's not what barbie's about like barbie as a doll is about the role of women in society it's like the conflict of do we look at Barbie as this unrealistic physicality that gives girls body image issues? Or do we look at Barbie as a woman who can be president and a woman who can be a teacher and a woman who can be a astronaut and all, you know? So it's like, I think that it, the reason that I think the criticism of gay agenda is so, so wrong is because Barbie is not about that part of our society. Barbie is about sort of the female body, what it means to kind of embody the female body, and then how men perceive that relate to that. Uh, So it's just not even about it. So I don't even think that it's like they sidestepped, oh, we like can't have a gay Barbie, which they sort of do have one, but they don't talk about it. But like, so I'm going to, I'm going to just stop you right there because I just looked this up while you were talking. Yeah. So Barbie is also banned in Pakistan. Russia, Vietnam, the Russia. Philippines. Yep. I was wondering if it was going to be playing in Russia. It is oh, also- Oh, well, I guess that makes sense. I mean, they are at war with us, so. It's also banned in the UAE, Egypt, Qatar, Iran, Saudi, and Saudi Arabia. Though Some of those, I think, though, it has to do with the portrayal of women. It says it's, well, Islamic countries always ban content related to LGBTQ, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. So, I mean, there's one um, trans person in it, but it's so not about. Yeah. Kinda, but I wonder yeah. if it has to do with the depiction of women. I mean, there's a lot of like skimpy women in it. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let me tell you. I mean, there's a lot Margot of hot... Robbie is also amazing. Yeah, she's gorgeous. So. But there's also and a lot of hot people in this movie. Like, the, cast, no... the cast is insane. Okay. <laughs> there's but no anyways... shortage of hot people. Anyways, all right, we're all seeing Barbie. Okay, um, can't that's wait. It. I'll, I'll talk about over. it next week. Yeah, <laughs> episode's over. Um, so talking about stuff that has been, what did we say? Lot landlocked, locked, landlocked. Maybe yeah, landlocked. So I'm gonna say gridlocked. I don't know if that oh, will work gri- with Congress. Okay. That's a fine transition. Yeah, that's a good transition. So the National Defense Authorization Authorization Act. Mm-hmm. How many of us know what that is? Anna, would you like to educate us on that? The National Defense Authorization Act is a bill that's basically passed at the end of every year that allocates resources and funding to the Pentagon for the military, et cetera, for the next year. So at the end of this year, there will be a bill that will go through that will dictate how much funding, how much resources our Defense Department gets for 2024. And 
usually it passes on a bipartisan basis. There's not much fanfare because everybody, Republican, Democrat, everyone in between can agree that funding our military is one of the most important things that our government does. But yeah, so th- this is what I love. So and and that was a <clears throat> great quick overview. All, every news source here says that this bill is usually pa- passed reliably in yeah. Congress. Yeah. Which I, I mean, when do you ever hear that? Right. right? So still, it, still like even in the last few years, as everything has been insane, this bill has gone through without much controversy. Yeah. So, however, sets, yeah, it sets the defense priorities for the coming year. However, it says we are now in a culture war amendments because oh of what God. has been proposed by uh, the Republican Congress. Yes. Now, it did pass. Uh, the House, um, right. along mostly party lines, 219 to 210, so not not strict. So there were four Democrats and four Republicans who who didn't vote according to their, you know, party okay. basically. And on the on the none of the Republicans were on our platform, mm-hmm. which is pretty. You know, normally we're talking about like a Bobert or whatnot. Yeah. Well, um, she's very in favor of it. Of so. course, she's in favor of it this time, and I'll get into those amendments. But the ones who actually uh, were the ones who voted on the Democratic side, Jared Golden, mm. Maine, who's always kind of middle of the road, uh, Marie Glusenkamp Perez of Washington. She's wow. new. She's new on our platform this year, and Gabe Vasquez of New Mexico. Wow. So let let's let's take everyone through this now. Yeah. So as I mentioned, this bill got passed in the House. So now it heads to the Senate and the Senate is actually hopeful that this bill will pass. Um, and it it doesn't seem like it's going to be as much of a drama scene in the Senate. And I'm going to go back to that drama scene really quickly because it, 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 uh, it talks about one of our members, but let's talk about what passed the house. Well, can we first talk about why this is all happening, though, to go because the, it has been a shitstorm in the Senate, because the way this all started was that Tommy Tuberville, who we don't cover, but mm-hmm. because he's older, but he's one of the senators from Alabama. We do, however, cover the other senator from Alabama, um, Katie Britt, who's Katie the Britt, junior yeah. senator. Mm-hmm. But but basically, I like I think it's important to take a step back because he essentially there was essentially something that came out of the Biden administration saying that um, once Roe v. Wade was overturned, that service members since since service members cannot decide which state they live in, that the Pentagon would reimburse people who sought abortions in other states that if they live if they were stationed in a state where they were not able to obtain an abortion. So that's one of them. Yes. Okay. So that started in the Senate. So basically, so, so that was something the Biden administration said they were going to do to basically Mm -hmm. try to help service members who maybe would have chosen to live in Massachusetts, but now they have to live in Indiana for um, military reasons. So, so Republicans argue that this policy is encroaching on federal laws that it bars taxpayer money from being spent on abortion. Right, right. So so that started in the Senate. And then basically Tommy Tuberville was the only Republican senator who was really pushing for this because I mm-hmm. think 
you tend to see less drama in the Senate than you do in the House because, by the way, they're there for six years, so they don't have to be adhering to people get reelecting them every two years. But but basically, then a group of Republicans in the House was like, oh, now this is our turn to kind of take up Tuberville's cause Mm. and introduce our version of these amendments to the National Defense Authorization Act. So you were saying it, it, yeah, it started in the Senate. Which right. But it wasn't did, really yeah. going to it wasn't going to go anywhere in the Senate yeah. because like this, most of the Republicans, even if they agreed with it philosophically or even if they agreed with it, like on a policy level, philosophically, they weren't about to stall the because what Tuberville did is he held hostage the process of kind of the automatic process of promoting people within the military, like from general to admiral, et cetera. And he essentially refused to vote on He like refused to let any of this happen. And the other Republican senators were not about to do that. But then in the House, they were like, we love chaos. So let's put these amendments. So continue with the amendments. Yeah. So so uh, other than the one Anna mentioned about um, being reimbursed uh, for travel expenses, if you were seeking an abortion in a different state, the other ones um, are prohibiting military from offering health coverage for gender transition surgeries, uh, which currently require a waiver and related hormone therapies. Uh, the second one was that it would eliminate all diversity, equity, and inclusion offices at the Pentagon, um, as well as positions attached uh, in the preventing the Department of Defense from using affirmative action policies in admissions to the Supreme Court. Um, and then also about barring the Pentagon's educational arm from buying any book. I thought this was funny. Oh my God. That contains pornographic material. Do they do that <laughs> um, a lot? Or or espouses radical gender ideology. Oh um, so unfortunately, the Kama Sutra uh, area of the Pentagon Library is out. <laughs> but um, so... I, I will give a quote and he's not on our platform. So I, I'm, 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 I'm hesitating from saying it, but yeah, I'm strained, but it's uh, from McCar- speaker McCarthy. It's okay. He's, he's important. Yeah. yeah. He's important. A military cannot defend themselves. If you train them in woke. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I love how woke is now a, you know, it's a subject, a noun, a yeah, verb, a noun, uh, yeah. adjective, a, you know, gonna be an a disciple. Soon. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, this is so. I feel like whether or not I agree or disagree with the funding abortions or funding um, gender affirming care, the diversity part of it I find particularly um, annoying because. So that when the when the Supreme Court made the decision about affirmative action in mm-hmm. universities, they specifically left out the military from that. So military academies are still allowed to use affirmative action. Yeah. And that's because there was something written in the Supreme Court decision about the affirmative action case that having diverse diversity within our military is an important thing which is just Mm -hmm. like lol shouldn't that then be the case of of everywhere yeah but but so i think that that piece of it the kind of 
the the fact that like diversity inclusion equity training in these positions has become so politicized i think is kind of is bad and i think that the left has not done themselves any favors by sort of bringing so much attention to it i think that there's a thing where it's like just hire these people let them do their job to try to make everything more equal more diverse and as soon as you bring attention to all of this stuff and start like ringing the cowbell, then you create this controversy and then the other side backlashes in this way, which I think personally, ultimately, I think is not um, helpful because I think that like to say that everyone is equal and comes from equal backgrounds is like a fallacy. Um, I like but- how you said that ringing the cowbell. I need ding, more cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, like we could talk about this for a really long time. We don't even know what's going to happen with it. But I, I, I will say just some personal opinion here. Yeah, um, I think anyone who's willing to serve in our military mm. should be allowed to serve. Yeah, I mean, you you can't tell me that numbers are at all time highs of people enlisting in the military and any areas of uh, our military for the U S. So, so that's a pain point for me is that it's just barring people who actually, I mean, if you want to go fight for our country on the front lines in, in a world of where we are right now, where there are pretty serious issues going, there are wars happening Yeah, and people are being sent to help. So then are you saying like that you feel like these amendments are being too exclusionary? Like that these I, amendments I, are basically going to stop people from joining? Is that, and, is that what you're and, saying? Well, may, maybe, it, maybe it will. And, and that's, and I, let's face it, the number's probably not massive on that. So once again, they're putting a, res, there's a restrictive law that is hurting a very small group of people that are doing this. And I'd love to know what those which, numbers might be. Sorry, which but, amendment are you talking about? Well, I, okay. So I think, um, you mean like abortion? Well, I think, I think abortion, I think eliminating, uh, the D E and I office. I, I think that's just kind of strange. I agree. Um, I think it's strange. It's like, <clears throat> like <clears throat> what bad is happening from that? And I, and I think someone who is, you know, might be considered in one of those categories, but say this is the one person who might actually understand what I'm going through. Once again, this might be a very small group of people, but I, I, it seems like a weird, that's a cost cutting. That person can't be making more than right. 80,000, right, right, right. you know, 80 well, to $120,000. And we're spending, you know, that on toilet paper for, right. And Secretary Austin and Secretary of Defense, the last thing that I'll say, I heard him say that, like, just specifically on the issue of abortion, that not giving people the funds to travel to have the procedure if they are stationed somewhere where they aren't legally allowed to is creating, like, it's taking away um, the ability for someone to serve. Like, it's, like, it's. Yeah. I'm obviously not paraphrasing this very No, no, that's very well. totally correct. But I, like I know, that yeah. that you're yeah. like, okay, so I'm a woman, I want to go into the military. Okay, well now I'm getting stationed in um Texas. And well, maybe now I don't want to be in the military anymore because what if something I don't, you know, I don't want to get pregnant, it's not safe for me to get pregnant, whatever the thing is, I now don't have the choice. 
by the way, I'm in the military. I'm not making a ton of money mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not going to be able to afford to leave the state. And so if I know that the Pentagon will at least reimburse me, if that happens, then I feel safe about my position. But I think it's going to make a lot of people second guess um, if they want to do it. And like, to your point, it's like, we need people to freaking do it. I, so I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. It, it, I'm like yeah, in Barbie land. I'm not, and, and it's not me. I, this can't be that large. I, this can't be that large of a number. No, I don't think is what it I'm is. saying. So I, I, I just, and, and that's my biggest thing is I feel like there, this is creating major issues when you go, okay, what does it actually do to our bottom line here? Yeah. Not save any money. I really so wonder is- to kind of bring it back to, uh, our people. I'm curious why those three voted for for it with these amendments. You know, yeah. none of like I I guess maybe they're in competitive districts, but that kind of doesn't feel I don't know. It's interesting um why someone would would vote for it. it unless they're just like we need to get this bill through but that also doesn't feel i don't know i don't know i'm puzzled yeah yeah no um, it, it will be interesting and we've talked about this for many years now the yeah. NDAA. so i <laughs> i'm it's interesting to see how it's progressed over the years where we have yeah talked about young politicians this is the most dramatic usually they're just like oh like you yeah. know, progressives are saying we shouldn't have as much in the military budget. And, you know, usually it's kind of expected stuff. Oh, but Oh, yeah. Usually it's like $900 billion done. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So. um, Okay. Well, I'm going to read my quote because it kind of is military adjacent. Perfect. Okay. If the answer is that there are no unidentified aerial phenomena, then say that. But that's not what the answers are. The answers are we can't tell you. And so that leads to speculation. Ooh, can you read that one more time? If the answer is that there are no unidentified aerial phenomena, then say that. But that's not what the answers are. The answers are, we can't tell you. And so that leads to speculation. Ooh, so this is obviously the UFO stuff. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's a Republican or Democrat. It's me. It's, you're, you're not wrong to feel that. Um, give me a clue. It's a Democrat. A- this is particular from a Democrat, but there's both Republicans and Democrats involved in this. Okay. Um, West, he's from, middle. He's from Florida. I'll just tell you that. Okay. Democrat from Florida. And he's new. new on our, newly elected. Ooh. Ooh. You're not going to get it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So this is Jared Moskowitz, who oh. is a representative from Florida. And let me just set the stage for what's happening because we are entering a new phase of earth where yes yes where the government is finally catching up with itself on the lack of transparency around ufos so jared is a member of the house oversight committee the oversight committee is going to hold next week mm-hmm. a hearing mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. uaps unidentified aerial phenomena and this hearing is coming from a bipartisan standpoint, which is why you can't tell if this is a Republican or Democrat, because guess what? UFOs are not a partisan issue, actually. Yeah. Um. So so essentially, the Oversight Committee is responsible for ensuring efficiency, effectiveness and accountability of federal government and its agencies. 
And what Jared and some of his colleagues feel is that there has been an extreme lack of information from the government about UFOs or UAPs, whatever you want to call them, which has eroded public trust. Um, And he is working on this with several people, but two notably uh, Republicans who are very far right, Anna Paulina Luna and Matt (laughs) Gates, also from Florida. Um, Mm. A lot of Floridians invested in the UFO issue. Floridians, yeah. And and so, yeah, I mean, basically, (laughs) they're going to have these hearings. They're going to have three uh, witnesses one of whom is the Navy former Navy commander who shot the Tic Tac video of the little unidentified flying object a couple of years yes. ago that was like yeah. darting around the sky. Um, and notably, I should also say that just to loop it back to the National Defense Authorization Act, Chuck Schumer and a Republican senator named uh, Senator Rounds, who's from South Dakota, actually introduced in the Senate an amendment to the NDAA that would require government records related to UAPs to be declassified and disclosed. So you got Chuck Schumer on board, you got new Democrats like Jared, you got super far right Republicans like Luna and Gates. You got a whole host of people here who are basically saying, time's up. There's way too much secrecy around this. Open the floodgates. So there's a lot of <clears throat> transparency happening in our government. And sometimes I wonder, I'm like, is this the best thing? Okay, that's it, how I feel. Yeah, and I, I kind of joke. I was like, the aliens are probably going, hey, you guys have kept a secret. From, <laughs> we had a pact. And now yeah. you guys are both, you know, voting <laughs> to make sure that everything, you allowed us to fly through your skies for free <laughs> without. And you know what? We've had a few generational skips. People have been yeah. a little loopy. They flown yeah. into airspace a little too much, <laughs> but I think there just needs to be a meeting of the aliens and our government to totally. maybe solidify this. It's pack. so interesting that you say that. Cause I am fully of like two minds about it. I think that in one sense, I agree with Jared that this whole thing of like, well, maybe like, maybe they, you know, we yeah. don't know is like annoying, but <clears throat> I also have this, and like when we should be able to know what's happening. But I equally have the same kind of sort of hesitancy where I'm like, I think that once you open the floodgates, though, thing, I mean, obviously I have enough trust in our government that they aren't going to like disclose things that would be potentially dangerous. But, but it is a weird, it's such a weird thing because I feel that I completely understand people wanting transparency and maybe it's just my personality. I'm kind of like, but I sort of just want to not worry about that. It's like uh, not going to the doctor for a checkup. Yeah. Um, Although that doesn't really work out well. Is is it just them three proposing this? No, no, no. Or, so there's, okay, so so there's okay. a whole, it's basically the entire oversight committee, but there's sort of a group on the oversight committee uh, who is, the main spokespeople for this and those was, three robert just, garcia is also yeah. involved because he okay. um helps run a committee on the oversight committee a subcommittee on the oversight committee but these three are the ones who have who were part of the press conference about it a couple okay. weeks ago and the last thing that i'll say about this that i wrote about in our newsletter on monday which by the way if you had read it you maybe yeah. would have guessed where this quote was from yeah i did um you did and you <laughs> rolling your eyes um but 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 one thing that I started to think about is I was like, if aliens are the thing that will finally get it, like 
people who don't give a shit about politics to give a shit about politics, I'm all in. Like if, (laughs) if people realize that the government holds the strings to us knowing if aliens are real, like all those, I mean, look, I'm going to like out Billy, my fiance for a second. He's the one who told me about this. And Billy is not a political person. And like he's like oh there's gonna be a hearing about aliens and i'm like oh my god you know if you can like if people who aren't usually as invested in the political system as we are are suddenly paying attention because about of aliens like slippery slope anna slippery slope i'm saying congress should use this as a publicity moment yeah well that's that's what i was wondering about the florida congressman because i yeah congressmen's because i because uh, I I was thinking, does this uh, rate high on aliens and UFOs in the state? I'm gonna but, guess that Floridians have an outside outsized uh, obsession with aliens. Yeah, well, I I know what I'm gonna be for Halloween now. I don't know about you, but I'm gonna be a UAP. A UAP. A UAP baby. That that costume's gonna be sick, and everyone's gonna what are what are you? I'm a UAP. So. <laughs> Y- yep. <laughs> uh, yep. No, I don't think you can say that one. Um, all right. So on to me. We don't need to spend much time on this because I think aliens are pretty cool. Yep. But um, I'm going with an older person on our playlist, Anna. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll, I feel like I should give you a clue because you're not going to get it. But okay. schools are not shelters. Our educational institutions most focused solely on teaching our kids, not housing illegal immigrants. House Republicans took action to end this Democrat practice. I mean, I have a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe give me a region or a state. Uh, Northeast. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I know. That, that's I, not what I was That's thinking. why I picked this guy. Um, He's a cool buddy. He's a great dude. He's a great, He's a great dude. Guy. He's a great guy. Guy. Oh, Guy Reschenthaler. <laughs> there we go. Okay, Anthony, we're going to have to brush up a little bit on your geography. Pennsylvania is not really the Northeast. Well, it's I mean, it's, a, it's up there. Come on. It's, 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 it's the Mid-Atlantic. Anyway, mid, Guy. Mid-Atlantic? I, I've never used that terminology ever. Well, if you were from the Northeast, you would. Yeah. Um, from San Diego, so everything's north from me. <laughs> everything's north. Everything is the Northeast. Um, Guy Reschenthaler, yes. Yes. Republican from Western Pennsylvania, very conservative. Um, so unsurprising that he said this, yeah. Yes, so so this, um, this legislation would bar housing um, migrants in public schools and would require the federal government to publicly report where these in- individuals are uh, have been resettled. Another transparency part. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it it's really, I guess some of uh, these migrants have been put in high schools, middle schools, elementary schools, even some colleges for temporary shelters. And this is actually a huge deal in New York. Mm. Um, And there have been over 73 um, migrants since last spring. So another one of our uh, people on our platform, Rep. Andrew Garbiano, 
He's actually Garbariano. It's the martini. Obviously, you're not Italian. Introduce, I am Italian. Introduce legislation that would, you know, also bar migrants and these relocation efforts. So in New York, there's a staggering 45,000 individuals living in 150 taxpayer funded emergency shelters across five boroughs in New York. Okay. And it's saying the cost, the estimated cost is close uh, to like three, $3 billion. Wow. Ugh, so I mean, it's all to me, it's just so sad. It's like, well, here's kind of an interesting thing too, is the Biden administration got called out in 2022 for flying uh, migrants into New York in the middle of the night to certain counties from, you know, from the border. Mm -hmm. So, and that's when it sort of stopped. Hmm. I think what's, what what's, this is a tough, tough issue. And that's why I was saying, I don't mind ending it soon, but I, I think it's important for people to know what is happening. And yeah. we've sort of, for, we haven't heard a lot about the border recently. And it was a huge topic a bit earlier. Well, we're hearing about it now. Did you hear they put those like buoys in the water in the river? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Well, the the one thing I just wanted to say, first of all, is the school thing that Guy Reschenthal is talking about is kind of interesting. I have to imagine that they're not going to like have migrants living in schools when school starts again. So that's point number one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That I don't think people should think like, oh, they're, you know, going to have like, you know, Venezuelan families living sure, in their cafeteria. Sure. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it's interesting. I wonder, I'm sure it's happening in every state. I wonder why New York, I guess New York has a lot of resources, maybe has a lot of shelter already mm-hmm. that is like infrastructure that is already built because there's a, you know, a higher homeless population potentially. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's like, I will say though that that the the migrant numbers have really dropped unexpectedly, which is good. And yeah. I feel like again, what our people in elected office need to do is take this moment when there isn't a huge surge and look at the infrastructure, look at where these people are around the country. I think that in this instance, transparency is super important. And it's important for states to be working together instead of having these like wars between governors, which is what's happening now. Um, and and then it's up to the people in Congress to say like, okay, we're not going to agree on how to deal with asylum seekers or how to label someone an asylum seeker or not. Maybe what we can agree on is how to allocate funding into building shelters or or sort of reallocating money so that um, the people can be more evenly spread out. Uh, yeah. But- yeah, I mean, it's just so it's so complicated and it's so sad because you know, a lot of these people they're either escaping like unrest and violence or they're just trying to come make some money and you know, we so, we, um, we built a country that apparently is too desirable. Of course. I mean, America's amazing and it's the best. But let the record speak. That Anna is for transparency and not transparency, depending what the issue is. God, I What's would be not... a great politician. I would be a great politician. Oh, no? that I'm not for transparency in UFOs. Yeah. 
I don't know on that one. I'm split. I'm split. I'm split. Yeah. I'm going to have to go think about that. The problem, my problem is that if I think about aliens for too long, I get like really stressed out. Yeah. Stop thinking. Anna. It's like, Stop thinking. do you ever have that where you look at the stars and you're like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And then you start to think like, oh my God, like that star is so far away, but it's also real. And I feel like, I feel like I would be one of those dumb idiots when aliens come. I'm like, I could be useful. Just, just, it's all right. Just take me. Just, just either leave me or take me. (laughs) I can help here. (laughs) You would very quickly switch sides. (laughs) I don't know about, it's not switching sides. It's, hey, they're here. We got to work. They're here. I would go. I mean, if they were like, hey, we have like a planet, I'd be like, sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have popcorn and ice cream? That's all I asked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I ate too much popcorn last night at Barbie. Oh my God. 